Hello, everybody. It's your boy Serez, joined by my join my my co-host Darian, and this is episode one of the podcast about nothing. And today we are going to draft a fantasy football draft and explain our picks for each one. Uh, I have the second pick. And I'm going to pick Saquon because I feel like he's got the highest potential in the draft. Now, I'm in a bit of a sticky situation. I wanted Zeke. I thought it was a third pick. Serez lied to me. I'm actually the fourth pick. <laughs> so I'm forced to go with the guy that I picked last year that screwed me. I have to go with uh, Alvin Kamara. So we'll see how that goes. Now, Suraz, talk about your draft strategy um, this year. What are you planning on doing? My draft strategy is to is to go for the best available, but I want to try to fill up the RB spots first. Okay. Because I feel like the well, RB spots is the most valuable asset to your team. So this year, for anybody that follows uh, fantasy football, everybody knows – RBs are a must early, and then the wide receivers are stacked in the mid-rounds. So my strategy is going to probably be double RBs. Now, me and Serez are doing it on Yahoo. Everybody in the community knows Yahoo has, like, the easiest rankings ever. Um, Before the Leonard Fournette injury, they had Leonard Fournette actually in the fifth round, which is ridiculous. That, That should not be the case. Leonard Fournette on Sleeper and other fantasy apps is actually going in the second round. So that just goes to show you how bad Yahoo is at their rankings. So with my next pick, me and Serez are in the same draft, but I'm not really worried. We talked about our picks kind of before, so I'm not really worried about him stealing my picks. Um, So I'm looking for a guy like Austin Eckler to fall to me as far as running backs go. Um, maybe Miles Sanders or Kenyon Drake, if I'm lucky. Um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. No real surprises so far. No real surprises. Henry went after me, followed by Michael Thomas and Dalvin Cook. So the draft is going about how it should be as of right now. So, Serez, who are you looking to get on the comeback? Man, you know, I got to go with the boy, Josh Jacobs, representing the Oakland Raiders. Now, for anybody that doesn't know, why are you riding so high on Josh Jacobs this year? Josh Jacobs was one of my sleeper picks last year. And in his rookie year, he balled out. So I'm expecting him to elevate his game in year two. Yeah, so for anybody that doesn't know, Serez stole all of my picks last year. So him <laughs> saying, oh, it was my sleeper pick. In reality, it was my sleeper pick. He just stole them. So <laughs> now personally, people may disagree. I'm not as high on um, Josh Jacobs as others like Serez. I don't think he's a good receiver. Luckily, we are doing 0.5 PPR, so that doesn't really matter. If we were doing uh, full point PPR, then Josh Jacobs would be on my do not draft list. 
But um, I might, who knows, if, if Josh Jacobs is available and like Austin Eckler or somebody gets uh, drafted before me, I might have to go with Josh Jacobs, unfortunately. Not a huge fan of it. But um, yeah. So this year, I'm usually a guy that hates going QB early. I'm definitely not going tight end early. But I'm actually considering possibly going Mahomes. We're going to have to see how it plays out. But um, I'm looking at these rankings here. There's tons of wide receivers in, like, the fifth, sixth round that I could get. Um, so I don't know if I'm going to go wide receiver in the third. I'm considering Mahomes. I'm not really sure yet. Um, we'll see how it plays out. Hmm. So, Serez, if Josh Jacobs gets picked, do you have any backup plans? For me personally, I'm thinking about possibly going with Miles Sanders, who I also expect a second year, uh, a second year production value, which would be right. higher than his rookie year. Right. Or I could go with somebody like uh, a Chris Godwin, who I think is possibly the best wide receiver still left in the draft. At the moment. I mean, Tyreek Hill is there. He's D-Hop, D obviously, DeAndre Hopkins. They're both good. Um, I would not go wide receiver second round unless I was absolutely forced to. But me and Serez did a mock draft actually yesterday, and DeAndre Hopkins made it to the third round somehow. I don't know how and that happened. Sorry to interrupt. Somebody in the draft took my guy, Josh Jacobs. And I'm on the board. Luckily, I'm killing it, killing it this year. I'm getting the guy that I wanted. So far, my draft is going perfectly. I'm getting my guy, Austin Eckler. Oh, man. Love it. Absolutely love this pick. Um, I was hoping Austin Eckler would fall to me. That's exactly what happened. Um, so for anybody that doesn't know, I just got Austin Eckler um, with the – let's see, what was it? Do you know what pick – I think it was the 17th. Yeah, I got Eckler with the 17th pick. That is a steal. Usually in uh, draft formats and sleeper, he's going like early first um, – or sorry, late first, early second. So, for me to get him at uh, 17th is great in my eyes. Now, Serez got his pick stolen, so it's uh, going to be interesting to see where he goes. We still got Miles Sanders, George Kittle, I'm Godwin. Gonna, I'm going to go with somebody that in the previous year went off for all fantasy owners. He, oh, really? he plays for the Green Bay Packers. He's a running back. Oh, my gosh. Aaron Jones with the second pick. Are you sure he doesn't play for the Seahawks? <laughs> <laughs> so, for anybody that doesn't know, Serez is not the biggest football fan, right? He's not. Yesterday, we were doing a mock draft, and he accidentally said that uh, Aaron Jones played for the Seahawks. So, for anybody that doesn't get the joke, that's what it is. But, yeah. Great pick by Suarez. Austin uh, or Aaron Jones and Saquon Barkley, that's pretty good. If Aaron Jones 
plays anywhere close to how he played last year. I mean, Suarez just walked away with the steal. But uh, Chris Godwin's still on the board. Is that is that like 100% your guy? Would you consider going maybe Miles Sanders? I'm twisted between Sanders and Godwin. But, but, but the thing is, is I don't know about Sanders' injury, if that's significant enough to pass him up for someone like a Chris Godwin. Yeah, um, I would say that Sanders, I don't think his injury is uh, anything to worry about. Um, it doesn't seem to be serious from what I've heard. I think getting Miles Sanders in the third round would be a steal. So we got our first QB off the board. One of my buddies just went uh, Lamar Jackson at the end of the oh, second. man. Kind of predicted that. Um, I'm not a fan of that. I actually would have taken Mahomes uh, before Lamar, but hey, not my pick. So I see a bunch of guys still on the board that I'm just in shock about. We'll see. We'll see. If if my guy Serez here decides to go with uh, Miles Sanders, I might be forced to go with Godwin. I'm not really sure. Um, I think James Carter and Allen Robinson being picked are being ranked before him is a little ridiculous, but Sanders just got stolen from your boy. Therefore, I'm gonna go with someone that that did very well for me last year. And I feel like this year with Tom Brady at the quarterback position, he's gonna get just as many opportunities as he did last year, if not maybe a few more touches right christopher godwin welcome home yeah, that's a great pick um i might take a curveball here I'm, I'm really thinking about it we'll see what happens it could be risky so i'm just debating it at the moment but um i'm actually considering going quarterback okay well the guy that uh picked before me helped my uh situation so he picked Mahomes before me, so I am not going to be early. I'm going with the guy that I think could finish top five this year if Matthew Stafford stays healthy. Um, I'm going with Kenny Galladay as my first wide receiver taken. That's an interesting pick. Explain think- to the audience why you picked Kenny Galladay over some guys like Mike Evans, DJ Moore, and Chris Carson. Well, this is easy for me. So Carson, I'm a Seahawks fan. Not a fan of Carson. They could possibly get Leonard Fournette this year, as well as they could also, I mean, they also have uh, Hyde there too. So I'm not really uh, liking that situation. Love DJ Moore, but um, I think Galladay is uh, the better value here. Um, I don't think it makes sense to take more over Galladay. And then uh, Mike Evans. So they just signed Gronkowski this offseason, right, who was Brady's favorite target while he was in New England. They also have uh, Chris Godwin there, too, who outperformed Michael, uh, Mike Evans. So I just, I'm not a huge fan of that situation. I think that team is just loaded. I don't know if there's going to be enough uh, balls to go around. So I'm going to go he's, he's the number one guy. Serez laughing because I said there's not enough balls to go around. Um, but, yeah, I think Gaudet, he's the number one guy there. He's the number one uh, offensive weapon on the lines. So, I think that's the perfect pick. There was honestly nobody. I was thinking Kittle, 
I was thinking about it. I went Kittle last year. It screwed me over. He did not do as well as I thought he would. So I'm staying away from Kittle in the third round. Not a fan of that value. Now, where did Kelsey go? Kittle went the third. So did Kelsey go in the second? Let's see where – oh, yeah, Kelsey went in the second. Mm. Yes, Kelsey was picked just before your second-round pick, which was Austin Eckler. Yeah, so my team right now is perfect. I got Kenny Galladay, who you could argue could be a second-round pick. I play I play in uh, Sleeper, right, on Sleeper. Most people uh, know what that is in the community. And Galladay usually goes in the second round on Sleeper. So for me to get him in the third – I like that value. Um, there was nobody else that I was really looking at, but we'll see. I'm a huge DJ Moore fan this year. He's probably my number one sleeper. I think he could finish in the top six. Unfortunately, I don't think he's going to make it back to me. A little disappointed. I was really hoping that um, I'd be able to get him this year, but that's looking pretty unlikely. Yeah. Did you see? I was – I was speaking about DJ Moore to Darian, and when I told him that, he knew, and and like I was like, oh damn, because that's one of my sleepers. Yeah, Shrez was naming off his sleepers early, uh, earlier today, and um, because he stole all my picks last year, so I was trying to get a sense of what uh, he's thinking this year. Luckily, he did not name anybody that I really like. He only named like one guy. Uh, which is DJ Moore. But uh, if DJ Moore makes it back to me, my team's just loaded. Absolutely loaded. Um, there's a couple other – since I'm I'm ahead of Serez, so I could tell him what I'm thinking on my next pick, I'm thinking about going A.J. Brown, maybe even Calvin Ridley. I'm not really sure yet. Hmm. Do you have any idea what you're doing next? Yes, sir. But because you're you're too fixed for me, I thoroughly want to speak on it. <laughs> Did any of the players that I mentioned are they on your uh, list as well? Yes, they are. Okay. Every, every single one of them. But there's also a few others that I'm looking at. I'm like, oh, okay. Now Gurley's still available in sleeper. I usually see him go in the second and third. I'm not a huge fan of that. Gurley could come back to me in the fourth which I guess is decent value. The problem is Gurley has the knees of my grandfather, okay? So picking somebody like Gurley is super risky. His knees are are horrible. Are we allowed to cuss, by the way? No. Okay. Um. Yeah, but Gurley's knees are just horrible. Uh, so I'm staying away from him this year. I see Jonathan Taylor still on the board. Serez is super high on him. Um, I'm not. So they got Naheem Hines, right? Phillip Rivers loves passing to his uh, uh, running backs. So I think not, Hines will probably have some sort of a role. And then also they have Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack's been killing it in uh, training camp from what I've heard. And Marlon Mack was also a 1,000-yard uh, rusher last year. So it's not like Taylor's just going to come in and clean house and take over the, the lead back role. It's possible later in the season. So he's more of like a stash type guy. Maybe maybe he gets the job week eight, week nine. But uh, I think he's going to have a slow start. I really do. Serez is super interested in him, though. 
super interested. I mean, yeah, Taylor. I feel like I feel like Taylor has potential to finish within the top twenty. Well, look, you're undervaluing him because if, for whatever reason, um, Marlon Mack were to go down, Taylor would be basically an immediate RB one, top ten running back. So, hmm. I think he, he's a, a guy that could screw you, but he's also a guy that could win you a league. Now, I'm coming up next here. Unfortunately, my guy, DJ Moore, got picked by – I don't know who he got picked by. But I still have guys on the board that I like. Um, hmm. I think I'm going to have to go with my guy, AJ Brown. I see a couple other guys that I like just as much as A.D. Brown, but I feel like I can get them on the way back. Um, so that's what I'm going to do. A.J. Brown it is. A.J. Brown it is. I think that's a pick that Srez was interested in, too. No. So A.J. Brown, let's go. Got him. So my team right now is A.J. Brown, Kenny Galladay, Alvin Kamara, and Austin Eckler. On paper, that's absolutely stacked. But we'll have to see how it goes. So, due to guys like Terry McLaurin and AJ Brown being picked up, I see two guys that I'm very high on still that I honestly want to take. Now, now because Darian is not within the the next two picks for, for me, right? I'm gonna go with. Jonathan Taylor. I like it. And DJ Chark Jr. Oh, wow. So is there any particular reason why you're going Chark over a guy like Ridley or whatever? I feel like Chark may have more opportunities. Right, because Julio's still there and whatnot. Yes, because Julio's still there and 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 Chark's rookie year was very impressive. That I feel like he's going to right to elevate you, his, his game. You luckily got uh, Terry McLaurin last year in fantasy. Is he a guy that you're looking at as well this year? Or are you staying away? Terry McLaurin got picked up. Oh, did he? Wow. Like, Terry McLaurin two picks ago. In the, Terry McLaurin in the fourth round is kind of a reach. I'm not a huge fan of it. Um, to me, he's more of a fifth-round pick. So it's a little bit of a reach. I don't think he was the best available. Um, I'm a little shocked that McLaurin went over a guy like A.J. Brown, for instance. I don't understand that at all. Um, A.J. Brown had, like, what, 50, 60 receptions with 1,000 yards and – uh, maybe eight touchdowns, seven touchdowns, something like that. Yeah, he had like eight touchdowns. So I don't know what this guy was thinking. I feel like that's probably the biggest mistake of the draft so far. Now I'm curious to see, where did CEH go? Let's see. I wasn't paying attention uh, during the first round. Okay, CEH went uh, eighth pick. Wow. So Tyler has an uh, interesting team here. He I'm went Kenyon Drake and... Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. 
I'm torn between Ridley and Chark. Ooh, it's a tough one. Suarez having second thoughts. It was Chark for sure, and now he's maybe thinking about Ridley. I don't think you could go wrong with either pick. Personally, I would recommend him to go Leonard Fournette, but it's whatever. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Leonard Fournette just got injured today. Yeah. No, actually, well, not injured. No, he got uh, he, let go. He got released. Yes. Yeah. Kind of shocking. I thought he would get traded, if anything. But So, here's the thing with Leonard Fournette, guys. Okay. DJ Chark Jr. We were supposed to draft last week. If we did draft last week, I most likely would have took Leonard Fournette in the fourth, fifth round. And that would have absolutely screwed me. So, luckily, we did not do the draft uh, last week. So, I'm up. Um, I'm up right now. Now, I could go another running back here. Um, somebody like Melvin Gordon is a little bit interesting. I don't know. Is he injured? I'm trying to see what uh, injury he has. It's not giving me like a player card here. So I don't know if I could go with him. I might go with Robert Woods. I might go Robert Woods because we're doing three wide receivers this year which I absolutely cannot stand. I hate three wide receivers. We did it last year. I'm not a huge fan. I'd rather have two flexes, to be honest. So, considering we're not doing three RBs, I'm going to go with... Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to pull the trigger on uh, Robert Woods. Super safe. Robert Woods as my fifth pick, right? Darren, I feel like... You always feel comfortable picking Robert Woods during, like, the fifth and the sixth round. Because I remember last year you also drafted him. Explain to the audience why he's the safest pick for you during that spot, always. Yeah, so everybody in the community knows that Robert Woods is, like, when you get to the fifth, sixth, or, like, the fourth round, like, the mid-rounds, Robert Woods is, like, the safest pick you could go with, right? To me, at least. Um, last year, when they ran 12 personnel, which I believe means that they used two tight ends on the field at one time, Cooper Cup took a pretty big hit target-wise and relied a lot on touchdowns, whereas Robert Woods was getting the bulk of the targets, um, so they're, I believe, planning on running that same system again, 12 personnel. And if they do, Robert Woods is probably a guaranteed top 10 wide receiver. So for me to get him in the fifth round, I think is a steal considering where he could possibly finish this season. I think Robert Woods um, is probably my favorite pick because he's just so safe. He's just so safe. Um there's a lot of running backs on the board that I still liked at the time, but it's three wide receiver. You got to go with a, a wide receiver. I can't start. Well, I can start three running backs. Hmm, interesting. Mark Ingram has a ADP of 40. I don't agree with that. So there's a couple weird ones here. Ronald Jones. Yeah. So what are you thinking about doing this next pick? Are you leaning towards wide receiver, running back, maybe tight end? I still need to fill up 
every spot except for RB. Yeah, so I, me, I'm, yeah. I'm still thinking about it, to be honest. So let me take a look at um, – how do I look at your team? I was going to take a look at your team, but I don't really know how, to be honest. Maybe you could just explain your team. Who do you have so far? Uh, so far, I picked Saquon Barkley with the second pick. Right. Then I went Aaron Jones mm-hmm. from Green Bay with the 19th pick. And with the 22nd pick, which is my third, yeah. I got Chris Godwin. And then for my fourth pick, I got a a rookie that I'm super high on, Jonathan Taylor. Right. And then with the fifth pick, I got I got a guy in a sophomore year that I'm super high on too. DJ Chark Jr. Nice. So here's what I'll say. I think my team's not and this isn't me being biased. I actually think my team's better right now. But Serez's team has Huge upside. Barkley could be a wide receiver, uh, running back uh, one. He could honestly finish ahead of uh, McCaffrey. There's tons of people that think he has the, the ability to do that this year. Aaron Jones, if he performs like he did last year, that's an amazing pick. Um, who is your third pick? Oh, Godwin. Godwin, I think he's going to be Brady's favorite target. Brady loves the slot receivers. That's exactly what Godwin is. In my opinion, he's an upgrade from Edelman. So, another great pick. Taylor, that's super risky. As your, He's your RB2, right? No, Aaron Jones was. As, as Serez's RB3, Taylor is decent. If it was his RB2, that would be a lot more risky. But, hey, if Taylor blows up like some people think he will, Serez has a league-winning running back that I, I would be scared of that, Tim if he gets the opportunity as a starter. Because Taylor is, Taylor is super talented. He's, he's running behind one of the best O-lines in the league, if not the best. Um, so if he gets a start, that's, that's dangerous. And then his last pick, DJ Shark, um, was uh, Gardner Minshew's favorite target last year. Gardner Minshew is the uh, quarterback this year again with Nick Foles leaving. So I think that's a safe pick too. Huge upside. I'm actually loving it. I'm actually loving it. I give I give props to Serez. I like the team so far. So hmm. I'm coming up here in two picks. Hmm. I could go David Montgomery. However, there's a possibility that David Montgomery could miss the first game of the season. So I'm not really sure about that. Um, I'm not really sure about that David Montgomery pick. Melvin Gordon's fallen, actually. I'm going to look up right now what Melvin Gordon, like what happened to the guy? Is it a serious injury or not? Because this is time again with rib injury. Hmm, interesting. So Melvin Gordon has a rib injury right now. Not sure what extent it is luckily melvin gordon got picked so i don't have to uh i don't have to go through and debate who i should go with here i think i'm going to go with uh david montgomery i might go with david montgomery here 
I feel like Zach, n- now we're getting to a spot where it's tough. There's a lot of guys that I still like. The issue with me is I'm kind of indecisive here. There's a, hmm. I might have to reach here. I see another guy that I really like. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. So this guy I really like, people. I think I could get him. Actually, I don't want to risk it because Cerez is coming up. I think Cerez has the potential to snipe my ass. Or sorry for cussing, but I feel like Cerez might consider taking this guy. So I'm going to reach. I, this is kind of a reach. I'm going to go to Sean Watson here. Secure my quarterback. Oh, no. Sean Watson is the only uh, top four quarterback left. Top oh, five. No. You just did me dirty. So I was right. You're going to Sean Watson. Next. Yeah. Okay. I thought so. I didn't want to take the risk of waiting until my next pick. So oh, now I'm now I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place, man. Now, guys, the reason I did that, I don't want to make fun of the old timers, the old farts like uh, Matt Ryan, Drew Brees, and Tom Brady, but. I wouldn't really feel safe with them as my quarterback one. I feel a lot safer with Deshaun Watson. So had to go Deshaun Watson, no doubt. No doubt. Give me that elite quarterback. I'm loving my team so far. I have a couple options here. I could go David Montgomery again. Or I could go Zach Gertz. We'll have to wait and see. Interested to see what Therese does. I just sniped him, apparently. I am... Ooh, I'm I'm in a tough position right now. So, was he locked in as your, like, definite pick? Yeah, he was. Interesting. Um, I think I'm, I'm pretty certain on who I'm going with next year. I have a few options. But I'm not too sure, bro. Oh, it's this this is a really tough one. I I'm I'm one hundred percent certain with my next pick. Zach Ertz is interesting. I don't know if I should go with Zach Ertz though. He's kind of old. This could be a very risky pick. And I'm actually concerned, but I'm I'm stuck right now. I'm going with my guy David Montgomery. Oh wow. So I snipe Srez and in turn he snipes me. Luckily, I have a backup, so it's okay. I have a backup pick. Um, the backup pick, I actually kind of liked more, but I wasn't sure. So this actually helps me out quite a bit. Mm. Unless Rest snipes me again. That's a huge possibility. <laughs> huge possibility. So since you're going to be picking before me on this next turn, any ideas of who you're going with next? I have a few options. A few options. Um, you know I like my rookies. But I'm also looking at Kareem Hunt, Zach Hurts, and Michael Gallup. Hey, Zach Hurts would be a great pick. I think um, you didn't get like a, a skill position like the quarterback or anything like that. So maybe Zach Hurts would be good. Zach Ertz, to me, is, like, the last pick of, like, the elite tight ends, like the Kelsey's, 
the um, Kittles, Andrews, Hertz. I think those guys are like the elite, elite. See, now, uh, usually I wouldn't listen to my competitors. Right. But they may be right in, in me picking Zach Hertz. Yep. He's so. definitely somebody I was thinking about last pick. Um, I'm also a huge fan I'm of I'm going to draft him. I'm a huge fan of Higby, too. Now, for anybody that wants to know, I was playing a little bit of mind games with Suarez. I like Ertz, and I would totally pick him at that spot. But I also really wanted Hunt. So, glad he did that. I want Hunt. Hopefully, I could get Hunt here as my flex. Man, if if Hunt – or, sorry, if Chubb goes down by any chance, Hunt is, like, a league winner. Hunt is an amazing pick in the seventh round. So, so we, we we were eyeing basically the same two players. The four same four players. Um, you took my guy Montgomery. I took your guy Watson, and then we were both thinking about Earth. And, <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, so we had the same. So people, what I did last year, I did not practice that much last year, unfortunately. So whenever Suarez would snipe me last year, which he did a lot during the draft. I would be confused. I didn't have enough backups. This year, I do have a lot of backups, so it's okay when he snipes uh, me. He took Montgomery, so I have the backup, which is Kareem Hunt. I love it. I love it. I love it. Give me Kareem Hunt in the seventh round all day. There's a couple other people that I was looking at as well. I'm coming back. Before Suarez, so I could say it. I was looking at Cam Akers. He's a top three rookie running back, in my opinion. And he's got an amazing chance to be the Rams starting running back. So he was, he interested me a little bit. I think that uh, Kareem Hunt's just a little bit safer. So I'd go with him. AJ Green just got drafted ahead of a lot of guys that I like better than him. That's kind of interesting. I agree. Kind of interesting. Um, I might have to get a backup uh, wide receiver here soon, so I'm gonna take a look at who's left. See, um, I have two guys on the board where I'm like, damn, Darian's gonna snipe me. But if, but if anybody else snipe me, I'd be, I'd be shocked because I don't think nobody else in this draft sees the, the two guys that I'm trying to get next. Right. So, I'm a um, huge Tyler Higby believer. I think he's going to ball out this season. However, I drafted Robert Woods. I'm not a huge fan of taking two people from the same team. So, I don't know if I'm going to do that. Um, I considered him, but I don't know if I want to have Higby and uh, – sorry, Higby and Woods. I don't know. Now, I'm a little bit of a hypocrite. Um, Because when I won the championship last year, I had Dak Prescott, I had Amari Cooper, and Zeke Elliott. So a little hypocritical of me to say that since I won the championship with three guys from the same team. But um, I don't don't, don't think that's going to happen again. I don't don't think that's a great strategy. I don't think that's a great strategy. So, hmm. Interesting. Is there any quarterbacks that are left that you're interested in? Or are you going to wait until like later in the draft? I might wait till later in the draft, if, I, if I'm being honest. 
I think a guy like Breeze is still good at this value. Um, yeah, but I'm seeing some players that could, that could potentially skyrocket in value. And one of them was just picked up. Oh, Michael Gallup. Yes. So Darren Waller just got picked in round seven. He was kind of hidden. He was, uh, I believe, they had him ranked 98. So this guy really dug down and, and looked for the guy. I thought he would fall to me. I was I was definitely uh, considering him on my next pick back. But, yeah, let's get back to Michael Gallup. So Gallup could be good this year. My issue with Gallup is they just uh, drafted a rookie phenom, CeeDee Lamb. A lot of people think he was the best uh, rookie wide receiver. So who knows? Who knows what could happen? I mean, that team's kind of weird at the moment. You don't nothing's for certain Gallup could take a, Gallup could maybe be better than Cooper this year. I mean, he was on par with Cooper kind of last year. So, I mean, we really don't know, but um, explain why you like Gallup. Why would, why was he somebody you're eyeing out of uh, everybody that was left? I just feel I like say, he, I just, he like, He's gonna make the most out of his opportunities. Yeah, and Dallas. And to your point, they did drop Jason Witten and Randall Cobb, so there is vacated targets, right? So CD Lamb could come in and not steal anything from Gallup, as as far as we know. So maybe I'm wrong. I could be totally wrong about Gallup. Um, I do say like at least two wide receivers left that I arguably like more than Gallup. So I we'll think see I see the exact same too. Yeah. Um, there's also a running back I really like. If he's if he comes back to me, I'm gonna have no choice but to take him. See, we have the the, the same eye right now. We know exactly who we want, so we're just gonna have have to steal each other's picks. Now, unfortunately, your two picks before me, so I can't yeah. get the guy that I'm looking at, being like, please. Please give him to me. Right. Fantasy gods, you know? Now, considering Leonard Fournette just got dropped and released, he's still available in round eight. Interesting to see how far will Leonard Fournette fall. I think at a certain point, I would consider taking him. Not right now, though. I still need to fill out my team. Now, we're in a league with kickers and defenses. Not a huge fan of that. That kickers are just so boomer bust. Like one, unless you get like a Justin Tucker type of guy, like one week you could have a kicker go off for 10, 12 points, and then next they could get like one point. It's just so unpredictable. I don't really like that about kickers. Defenses, I don't really mind that much. Um, so we'll see. Now, the 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 league that we're in, I don't know what the comp is. I don't know if these guys are really comp. Usually noob and, like, amateur players tend to go kicker and defense early around, like, round 10. If you're in a really good league with, with competition, those players will usually wait until, like, the last two, three rounds and then draft a kicker and defense. So we'll see how this draft plays out. We'll see. I'm a, I'm a non-believer in early defense and kicker. I hate it. 
And I especially hate it because after people start doing that, everybody else follows the lead, right? So San Francisco defense gets taken, and then it just starts like a landslide. Everybody starts taking defenses off the board. I mean, I just hate it. I feel like you should just keep drafting your sleeper players and then just wait until the last couple rounds. But we'll see. We'll see. I'm hoping that I could get a good kicker this year. I've never drafted a Justin Tucker type of guy yet. I usually always get like those last round kickers that are like not that good. So who knows? We'll see what happens. We will see what happens. Um, I'm three picks away from my uh, next pick. And my player is still on the board. I'm super happy about that. Well, since, I'm not. <laughs> since... I'm going to wait until I get my pick because I want to see Cerez's reaction when I pick him. I want to see if I was predicting it right. No, stop. I'm sure he's looking at the same running back as I am, but you never know. Maybe he's not. Stop, 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 stop. Is it Fournette? Is it Swift? Is it Akers? Find out on the next episode of Dragon Ball Z. No. Um, You're, You're torturing me, man. Tons and tons of options here. I'm just teasing Stress guys, and I absolutely love it because last year he stole like half of my sleeper picks, and it really pissed me off. Like Jesus Christ, man! Last year I was super heated, almost broke my window, almost punched a, a hole in the wall. Um, so this year I'm I'm happy to return the favor. Now. I relax. My guy. Relax. I could get my guy. Relax. So Rez and me are going for the same. Pick a wide receiver. Pick a tight end. For my guy. No, 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 no. Cameron. No. No. Cam Akers. Gotta love it. You gotta love it. You've got to love it. That's the guy I was hoping would fall back to me, and he absolutely did. Now, Carlos, I know who Carlos is going for next. <laughs> yeah, so do I. And uh, who knows? Maybe he doesn't, and this guy will fall back to me. Um, Robert took Carlos's guy, actually. Carlos is probably punching the air right now. Yeah, he took uh, Tyler Boyd. Yep. So with Tyler Boyd being gone... There's a couple guys I'm looking at here that are a little bit interesting. Mm. Any ideas of who you're interested in after I sniped you? Now, considering both my picks, now consistent, considering all three of my picks that I wanted were taken. Yeah. I'm considering uh, someone that could take over the starting role and take tons of opportunities near the end of the season, which you would obviously know more than I do. DeAndre Swift. Okay. Interesting. I thought you were about to name somebody else, but Swift is also, I mean, Swift applies to that. I'm a little worried um, about Swift. If you take him early in the ninth round, he's absolutely amazing. But um, Swift is playing for Detroit, right? Detroit has not produced a good running back in quite a while. Um, however, Carryon Johnson is injury-prone. 
He's been in this uh, league for like three years, I believe, and hasn't done anything at all, really. So great pick by Suarez here. I think at some point you should expect Swift to probably take over. Um, man, Higby is falling. I, I, I'm not a huge Higby. Well, I like Higby, but I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of taking him when I already have Woods. But at this value, I, I might have to consider it. He was just taken. Okay, and okay. that was the guy that I was consider, considering going next. Luckily, yet again, love to say it, but I have a backup plan. See, I, I don't have a backup plan. I know exactly who I'm going for next, if he's still available. I'm going to have to wing this, man. There is still a league winner on the board. Is it Jordan Howard? Is it Matt Breida? Is it Will Foley? Is it James White? Who's Deontay Johnson? He's uh, expected to be the wide receiver, too, on the Steelers. He was a rookie last year. He's good. He's good. At this value, he's really good. He's gotten a lot of hype over the the offseason in the fantasy community. So, How how about Matt Breida? Deontay Johnson could be really good. Um, with Big Ben being back this year. I think he, he has a chance to be a thousand-yard receiver with Big Ben. So we'll see. I think if you want a guy like that, that's a good value pick. I'm going to go off Matt Brietta. I'm not that's a the receiver. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of that pick. Jordan Howard's there. I think Howard's the starter. So Oh, I, you're right. But I want to thank you. And the guy before me for not taking the guy I really wanted. And that guy is J.K. Dobbins. I was looking at him, too. That, that That's the thing that's tough. Rookie running back for the Ravens. Bro, if, if Mark Ingram happens to go down to injury, or maybe he just doesn't play good and J.K. Dobbins gets a start, he could be the number one rookie running back. Um, for Dynasty... As far as rookies go, I have him ranked number one. I think he's in a perfect position. He's surrounded by an amazing offense. Uh, great offensive line as well. So if he gets a start at some point in this season, look out. That's a league winner on my bench. Ooh, that's one of those things where I took a risk, but I was looking at him. Right. So, hurt. so I'm amazing at picking sleeper sleepers in general uh last year i picked in the same draft in this same league i picked uh devin singletary miles sanders i think that was it actually so i had both those guys on my bench and towards the end of the season they were absolutely amazing especially miles sanders unfortunately i'm an idiot and i traded both of them at certain points during the season huge mistake but, um, oh, man. Honestly, my team is, is looking better than I thought it would. I'm absolutely loving it. I don't think it could have been any better than this. Unless DJ Moore fell to me and I got him in place of A.J. Brown. But A.J. Brown, A.J. Brown is, uh, he's got tons of potential. He could be top 10 this year. There's a uh, really popular fantasy expert in the community called the Fantasy Football Show. 
he said that he personally likes AJ Brown over more DJ Moore. I'm not on board with that. I don't agree, but that just goes to show you how much hype AJ Brown's getting this season. If if Tannehill plays how he played last year, then this AJ Brown pick will be amazing. Luckily, if AJ Brown doesn't hit, I still have the um, Kenny Galladay and Robert Woods picks, who I think are both secure. I think those are are good. Eight picks before my turn. A couple guys I'm eyeing here. Deontay Johnson's one of them, the guy that Shrez passed on. Um, for Matt Breida, I think that was your, your mistake of the draft, I think. Would you agree? Yes, it was. Yeah, I think there's better players. I mean, to name a few, James White, J.K. Dobbins. Um. Hmm. There's two guys that I really want. I really want Deontay Johnson. I don't know how this league feels about him. He's kind of a sleeper. If you're not super into fantasy, you might not know about him. We'll see what happens. Eight picks until my turn. So he could definitely go before I even get a chance. However, I also – actually, I'm not going to say this. I'm not, I was about to say the guy that I wanted also. But if I happen to get Deontay Johnson – I want to be able to have that guy when I come back from my next pick. So I'm not going to tell you. But, oh, man, I'm scrolling down the list here. And there's still some good players left. I'm shocked. Like, these rankings are horrible. There's players ranked in the top 100 that should be, like, ranked in the top 70 overall players. So once I get to like round 11 and 12, I'm still going to have amazing players left on the board. Super happy about that. Um, any idea who you're going for next? Are you looking at Deontay Johnson like I am? Or is there somebody else that caught your eye? I'm, I'm still thinking. I'm doing a, a little bit of research right now. Right. To figure out like who's left that I could potentially pick up. Because I don't want to make the same mistake that did the previous rounds. Yeah, for sure. Um, damn, this is tough. There's somebody that I have to maybe take soon. We'll see what happens. Oh, man, six six uh, picks until my uh, next turn, which is uh, probably going to be Marvin Jones. So... I'm super happy about that. If I get Deontay, or sorry, not Marvin Jones. I don't want Marvin Jones. That makes no sense. Deontay Johnson. Oh, man. If I get him, my team's absolutely perfect right now. Um, so, Serez, you are a Houston fan, right? Let's just take a little intermission of fantasy football and talk about basketball. The Rockets and OKC are playing right now. You're a Houston fan. You're also an OKC fan, so I don't. You probably don't mind who wins, right? No. Are you leaning towards more of the Rockets? I don't mind who wins, to be honest. Yeah. So right now, OKC is actually winning by eight points in the fourth quarter. So they're on the verge of possibly forcing a game seven. Bro, let me tell you guys something. If OKC eliminates uh, the Rockets, that would take a huge hit to uh, James Harden's legacy. Am I wrong about that? It definitely would. Because I think this is a team that should totally beat. 
No offense to any OKC fans. I think Shai is the future. He has a lot of uh, potential. Obviously, Chris Paul is still one of the best point guards in the league. But I just think James Harden, Westbrook, Robert Covington, like that's a really solid team. So if they lose this, that would be kind of – that would be a little embarrassing. I think it would also take a hit to Westbrook. Now, he hasn't played the whole series, right? However, he did come back last game when it was tied 2-2. They won. Now they're losing this. So if he doesn't play good, I don't know. How is he playing today? Let's check. Let's look up Russell Westbrook. I was watching uh, earlier, and he was making some bad passes. Got a couple turn. Oh, wow. Um, so Westbrook has 15 points. He's only played 21. He's not having a good game at all. I think he's on a minutes restriction, maybe. Oh, man. Yeah. So I don't, maybe it wouldn't take a hit on Westbrook's legacy. I might be wrong about that. Oh, man. We already have a defense off the board. Ridiculous. I absolutely hate people that do this. I don't understand doing that. Adrian Peterson got taken. He's not even the best player available. Not even close, actually. <laughs> Who did that? Oh, man. So we had two horrible picks back-to-back. The Ravens defense and Adrian Peterson. <sighs> I love it. I love it. Now, I got to do a little bit of research here. It says there's a uh, injury thing next to uh, Deontay Johnson's name. I got to make sure he doesn't have, like, a serious injury or something. Let's see. I mean, because if he doesn't, that's an amazing pick there. Deontay Johnson injury. I'm not seeing anything. Hmm. Yeah, I don't I don't see anything uh, serious. So I'm going Deontay Johnson. Let's do it. Wow. My bench is stacked right now. I got Cam Akers, Dobbins, Deontay Johnson. Oh, man. Love it. My next pick, I am picking a guy that's going to be a starter right now, but he is mainly a handcuff for the end of the season in case my rookie ends up not balling out. Which is going to be Marlon Mack. Yeah, great pick. You have uh, you have Taylor, so that's that's a must. You got to do it. Because if for whatever reason Taylor busts and doesn't perform like he should, now you have Marlon Mack there. Marlon Mack was he was decent last year. He started off really good. Um, last year he opened up with like a 160, 170 yard game last year in the first in the first game of the season. So that's a great pick. You needed to do that. Um, hopefully you don't no you you have a tight end already so do you you have Zach Ertz, right? Yeah. yeah so I'm going Hayden Hurst next. Um, I need a tight end. I think he's the best one available. Has to be done. Carlos my buddy went with a defense and a kicker. Not a huge fan of that. Oh, man. People are already reaching for those things. 
earlier than I thought, actually. So we're in a 10-team league. So it says we're in round 11. But most people do 12-team leagues, I assume. So technically, we'd probably be in a, about round eight or nine. So, yeah, to take a kicker in defense is super – I don't get it. I don't get it. Hayden Hurst, on praying he falls back to me. However, just like always, if he doesn't, I got a backup plan. Now, the reason I'm going Hayden Hurst is I'm looking at these tight ends here. If I don't take Hayden Hurst and he's gone by my next pick, I don't really like the tight ends left here. There's like one tight end that I like. And Serez takes Hayden Hurst. That makes absolutely no sense since he has Zach Hurts. But like I said, I got a backup plan. You need a backup in case Zach uh, Hurts goes down. So he's the best option. Mm, I'm not a fan of it. I if if I take a Zach Ertz, then I I just wait until like the last couple rounds and take like a Blake Jarwin, Austin Hooper. You don't need two elite tight ends on the same team. It doesn't really make sense. But who knows? Maybe you can use them as trade bait. Um so Serez went um with Hayden Hurst. In my opinion, that's a horrible pick since he already has Zach Ertz. But who knows? He could use him as trade bait if he goes off. It's possible. I think it was a little early for him to do that because there's still, like, great players uh, on the board left, like Daryl Henderson, Daniel Jones. He needs a quarterback. I would have went Daniel Jones over Hurst. Um, you don't have a quarterback, right? No, I don't. Yeah, you could have went Matt Ryan. I know you're a Matt Ryan fan. You could have went Daniel Jones. I think Serez uh, was trying to cause a little commotion and get under my skin. But uh, he also kind of screwed himself because I think if Daniel Jones goes, that's a huge mistake. I, I like Daniel Jones a lot. I would go Daniel Jones right here, actually, if I didn't already have uh, Deshaun Watson. So Serez stole my pick uh, for no reason. So I have a backup plan. That backup plan is to get my handcuff for Alvin Kamara, which is Latavius Murray. Nice. Now I secured my backfield in case – Kamara gets injured, so I'm happy about that. Um, now, the tight end that I'm going to go with next, I don't like as much as uh, Hayden Hurst, but that would be Noah Fant, probably. Jonu Smith's interesting as well, so it's between those two guys. Mike Giusecki as well, that's a good one. I actually might go Mike Giusecki. I might go Mike Giusecki, matter of fact. Yeah. So explain your thought process behind the your last pick, Hayden Hurst. Were you trolling me? Did you actually want the guy? What is your thought process? Uh, a lot of fantasy experts are speaking highly of him, so I'm hoping to use him as trade bait. Now, let me explain to the audience why Serez made a mistake, in my opinion. It's not biased because he sniped me. I actually do think it's a mistake, and here's why. So... Instead of going Hayden Hurst, you could have went with like a quarterback like Daniel Jones, who has potential to be a breakout like Lamar, like Mahomes in the years past. Or if you knew you wanted Hurst later on, you could have gotten a great player in place of Zach Ertz instead. So I think those are two mistakes that you made. You could have done either of those strategies. But uh, 
I I'm known to take two tight ends. It usually works. Last year I went. Um, who was it? It was a Steelers tight end that turned out to be pretty bad, and then I also went Austin Hooper. Hooper ended up being good. And then the year before that, I went Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, and then I went George Kittle in like round 10 and 11. So sometimes the strategy could work, but it's not really necessary. Um, but Suraz got – see, people, if you're on the phone with your friends, don't ever tell them your picks unless you're picking before them. That's a huge lesson you guys got to learn. Um, I don't know if Suraz was going to get – Hurst, if I wasn't talking about him, were you? Or were you eyeing somebody he else? Was, he was on my eye list. Okay. Yeah, so never talk about your picks openly, okay? Because I made the mistake of thinking, oh, well, he has Hurts. He's not going to take my guy. Huge mistake on my part. You live and you learn. Luckily, Sorez has only sniped me twice this draft, which is good, considering he sniped me about five or six times last year. So, I'm pretty happy. Um, I I have an interesting player in mind if he falls to me. Which you'll have to find out. Yeah. You might say it to L, but but we don't know because he's he's being hyped up. Yeah. So we got a couple boneheads in the draft complaining about it's taking long, it's going slow. This is a draft, people. If you or drafting, you should not expect it to be like, oh, this draft's going to take like 20 minutes. Like, people, if you're drafting, make sure you have an hour, maybe two hours of free time, okay? So if you complain about the time in a draft, I mean, I don't get it. Now, there's a couple things I could do with my next pick. I know exactly what I'm doing actually next. I'm going to do it before something happens. Um, it might be a reach for me. I never usually do this, but I think it secures me. Actually, I could just say it. I'm going Zach, uh, sorry, Justin Tucker next. I'm going Justin Tucker. I feel like soon we're going to get a kicker or defense run going. So I want to be ahead of it. And go with, like, a Justin Tucker for once. Because let me tell you guys, I had to stream kickers all last year, and it was not fun. It was not fun at all. Um, so I want to get that secure kicker. And there's two of them left, actually. Uh, Justin Tucker and Will Lutz. They're both secure kickers that you could get. Um, there's also a wide receiver that... Um, iron here. Actually, no, I'm not. He got taken. So I'm not iron anybody. Actually, no, I am. I am. There's somebody I do want. Um, we'll see where I take him at. As far as running backs go, there's nobody that I really want. Um, Alexander Madison's interesting a little bit. Madison could get taken. I mean, he could get the start if, let's say, Cook decides to hold out or. I'm actually very surprised that the Dalvin Cook owner hasn't taken Alexander Madison yet. I think he's definitely risking it all here not by not doing that. I guarantee that Cerez's, one of Cerez's next picks might be Madison. He's the type to do something like that. 
I'm not doing that because I already got my Alvin Kamara handcuff. I don't want to have two handcuffs on my team. Um, but we'll see. No, I have some options that would make sense. Personally. Yeah, I'm. I'm like, sure. like I'm looking at an Aaron Rodgers, a Daniel Jones. Well, Aaron oh, Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers just just got picked up. Um, I'm also looking at uh, Kerryon Johnson because right. I have Swift. If you guys, if oh. Suraz was screen recording right now and you guys saw the chat, you guys would be laughing. Laughing your aces off because there's a definitely there's uh, some suspect comments going on here, if you know what I mean. But yeah, I'm going Justin Tucker here next. I want to be I want to be ahead of the kicker run. I'm usually, I'm usually behind the kicker run. I know we're playing with some amateurs here, so I wanted to get a kicker before everybody else did. It was the perfect timing. Now, Will Lutz is like the best kicker left. It was either between Will Lutz and Tucker, but I feel like Tucker is super safe. I'm actually surprised uh, Harrison Bucker went before Tucker. I'd have to look at their points from last season. But, uh, oh, wow. So, Serez got Daniel Jones. So, he sniped me last pick and also got Daniel Jones on his next pick. So... I guess uh, it worked out for him. He got his quarterback. Now, I see a guy. I might have to go tight end next here. I'm going Mike Gisecki. Now, I'm willing to say that because there's no way Suarez takes a third tight end. That would make absolutely no sense. Imagine <laughs> I just did that. Just, yeah. just to spite you. Yeah, imagine. Jesus. Suarez has Mike Gisecki, Hayden Hurst, and Ertz. Oh, man. No, I'm not going to do that to you, no. Bro, we, we would have to meet up and, and fight it out. <laughs> That's hilarious. It would have to happen. Um, I'm going I'm going Mike Jusecki for sure. There's another guy I was looking at, but I can't risk going another round without a tight end. Um, no, I'm kind of a moron. I did not look at the bye weeks. I have a lot of people that are going to be out week nine and week eight. Damn. So you guys don't need to necessarily look at the bye weeks, but you don't want to have too many players out on the same week. I, so far with my team, I have one, two, I have two players on my starting roster that are out week nine. And then I have one player on my bench. Yo, I, ju I just got sniped. Oh, you're going to go carry on, huh? Wow, that's tough. Do you have Swift? Yeah, I do have Swift. That's not ridiculous. <laughs> so I just got a text from a guy in... Uh, I might have just voice cracked. I don't know. That'd be hilarious. But I just got a text from one of my buddies that's also in the league with us. He's kind of pissed. He thinks his team looks like it's filled with waiver wire players. So I'd have to look. I don't how do I change how do I change uh do you know how to look at other the players? Like other teams? Oh here we go. Let's see. 
this is a big risk because he was because he had a big concussion problem last year. But when he was playing, he was playing great. Sterling Shepherd. That's a risk, but I needed a wide receiver. You know, so Shepard, when he plays, is actually really good. I don't think that's a bad pick at all. Not at all. So next, I'm going Giseki, 100%. Um, this Ryan guy seems to be happy. I don't know why. I'm surprised that. See, I, I was eyeing a wide receiver from the Chicago. Is that Anthony Miller? Yes, Anthony Miller. I I I was eyeing him, but he got taken. Yeah, no, that's a good player. He went off towards the end of the season. He's been getting some hype. Yeah, one hundred fourteenth. Yeah, that makes sense. I got Mike Jasaki though. Surprise, resident sniped me. Type of thing he would do. Uh-huh. The 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 problem with my team is I have too many running backs. I have. One, two, three, four, think, five, six, seven. I think this is a lesson for other people. I think if you knew that you wanted to go Ertz, or sorry, Hurst, later in the draft, that you should have picked somebody over Ertz. Like, where did you go Ertz? Did you go seventh or sixth round? Uh, I'm not sure, actually. Hmm. I don't know where to look at that. Like, you could have went, um, went with Cream Hunt. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, a, I made some mistakes. That kind of bit me in the ass now. Um, I'm not guess, happy about but it's like, whatever. I guess me talking you into going hurt, hurts kind of helped me. Because I, oh man, I love the hunt. On my flex, Carlos actually has Miles Sanders on his flex, so that guy is stacked. He has Christian McCaffrey. Who else does he? Have? Let's look at his team. So somebody in our league has Christian McCaffrey, Miles Sanders, and Mark Ingram. His bench is horrible. Carry on Jerry Judy, and Tyler Higby. Jesus. Oh man. Let's take a look at Cerez's team. I'm going to do a little review on Cerez's team. He uh, filled out his starting roster, basically, so far. He's got Daniel Jones. I'm just going to name his starters. Actually, I'll name the whole team. He's got Daniel Jones, Godwin, Chark, Sterling Shepard. I'm not a huge fan of that as your third wide receiver. Um, Saquon, Aaron Jones, Zach Ertz, Jonathan Taylor, then on this bench, he has David Montgomery, DeAndre Swift, Matt Breida, Marlon Mack, and Hayden So his, his running backs are stacked. Theoretically, he could trade one of his uh, running backs for a better wide receiver three if he wanted to. So it's, he's not in a horrible position. Um, if I were him, I would trade like a David Montgomery and Hayden Hurst to a team in need. Or like a uh, wide receiver, like maybe uh, DJ Moore. I don't know if you'd be able to do that. 
you could even maybe maybe if you're really high on Hurst this year, you could even trade Zach Ertz for somebody. I mean, you have a lot of depth here. You could make some trades to better your team. Um, now we're we're getting to the the fourteenth round. This is yeah, where which all, this is where the studying pays off. I still see a couple players on the board that I really like. Now we have an idiot that still has Madison on the board. So Cook owner should have already taken Madison. He's really risking it all here. Um, I know somebody like Serez would definitely take Madison. I would even consider it, to be honest. Huge mistake. If you guys have, like, Zeke, um, Kamara, Madison, you need to grab those handcuffs earlier, like round 10, 11. You don't wait until the 14th. Because it's paying off for him right now. Like, he's still on the board, but, like, super risky. Super risky. Oh, man. So, yeah, I agree. And, like, everybody, for everybody listening, never do that. We're at the last three rounds, and I have three players that, that that's a perfect fit for my end of the roster. So, I'm not too worried. The the only big mistake that I'm not happy about my, my, myself is picking Ertz and Brietta. But besides that, I'm super confident with my squad. Yeah. No, you did really good considering you didn't do much studying this year or mock drafting. I think you definitely have a better team than a lot of these guys. Now, I was just talking about taking Madison when you have Cook. And this guy just got owned. Somebody took Madison, and it's not the Cook owner. So if Cook goes down, the guy is screwed, basically. I don't know what he was thinking. Huge risk that he took that did not pay off. Maybe he's uh, amateur when it comes to this, and he just didn't know. I'm not really sure, but huge mistake by him. Now, I think I might go with defense next and just get it out of the way um there's one defense left that i really want pretty much all of the good defenses have gotten selected i'm going to take a gamble and go with the chicago defense you really snipe me i'm going with the chicago you defense. just snipe me there we go bro i literally typed up chicago I literally typed up Chicago and was looking at that screen for like two minutes saying, please, nobody take him. Yeah. Yeah. I was, well, that's payback for taking Hurts. But um, I, I keep botching Hurst's name. I keep calling him Ertz, Hurst, Hurts. Like, I just can't get it right. But yeah, this is payback for taking Hurst. Um, so I was looking at the defenses and I noticed I'm like, bro, all the defenses that are good are pretty much gone. The Rams and, like, the Bears were, like, the only ones left. Seattle was there, too. That was interesting. But I think the Bears were the best team available. Um, I love how I predict these things. I sniped you, like, twice, right? Like, really badly. It was the Bears defense and who else? I can't remember off the top of my head. Now... Oh, it was Acres, right? 
Now, whoever has Zeke, yeah, Tony Pollard. Oh man, I didn't know the Zeke owner did that too. Wow, huge mistake, guys. If you draft somebody like Zeke and and Kamara and those guys, you cannot leave them on the board. You cannot do it. Now we have a situation where the Cook owner. And the Zeke owner don't have their handcuffs. Actually, Zeke, I'm not. I don't have my my own handcuff. Well, a guy like Barkley doesn't need it. He doesn't really have a secure handcuff. See, guys, another tip: um, you don't take a handcuff for every running back. Not everybody. Not every running back needs a handcuff. So, like, Josh Jacobs doesn't need a handcuff. CMC doesn't need a handcuff. Barkley doesn't need a handcuff, just to name a few. Like, not everybody needs their handcuffs. Not necessary. But, wow. Um, there's somebody that I really like that is still... Oh, wait. Maybe not. I was about to say there's somebody I really like that's still available. I think... Oh, he is. Okay, good. Oh, I hope this guy falls to me. In the 15th round, this is kind of a steal. I'm really high on this guy this year. Um, there's a couple guys left that I, I'm a little surprised about. So, Suarez, I'm picking before you so I can tell you. There's a couple rookie wide receivers that I'm, I'm shocked are still left on the board. So, keep that in mind. I don't know if you did a lot of studying on rookie wide receivers. No, I didn't. But there's a lot of them left. I'm definitely going with uh, my guy, Justin Jefferson, next. Or am I? Wait, hold on. Let me. Yeah, okay. He has the bye week number seven. Um, I can't draft Rager. Oh, wow. Henry Ruggs just got taken by uh, somebody. I was debating going him as well. Um, yeah, I'm not going Justin Jefferson, actually. Apparently, he just got injured in training camp. So, he might miss uh, the next three weeks or the first three weeks. I'm not going with him. If he's already injured, that's a bad time. I might go with Michael Pittman Jr. Do you see that guy? Michael Pittman Jr.? I think that's going to be my next pick. Either Pittman Jr. or Brashad Perryman. Um, not a huge fan of Jefferson. I just did a little research. Mike Williams is still on the board, too, for the, the Chargers. That's a, a interesting pick. So I'm either going Mike Williams, Michael Pittman, or Brashad Perryman for my next pick. Can't go wrong with, with either three. Um, oh, man. A lot of choices here. A lot of choices. Interesting to see where Suarez goes. Suarez, did you auto-draft the defense from Minnesota? Yeah. Who are you looking at getting? Uh, was that the best defense available? Um, let's see. Because that was an auto-draft. I, I, I was re- researching and didn't pay attention to the time. I like Seattle's defense better. 
Now, by the way, guys, Justin Jefferson is not injured. I was just playing mind games with Suraz because I noticed that I was telling him about Justin Jefferson and his pick was next. So I was like pretending that he was injured so he wouldn't take my guy. Justin Jefferson is not injured. He's 100% my next pick. So here we go. Justin Jefferson. Now some guy, before I picked Justin Jefferson, some guy went with Philip Rivers. I don't know why he did that. Bro, there's guys like Nikhil Harry, Pittman Jr., Rager, and Mike Williams still on the board. And this guy goes with Philip Rivers. I don't get that. I'm not I'm not understanding what he's doing. Oh, that really sucks, man. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, Suraz has made a couple of mistakes so far. Nothing too bad, though. Um, this draft did not go the way I planned. You definitely need to make some trades and upgrade that wide receiver position, though. I'm not a huge fan of Shepard as your wide receiver three. I'm, I'm not either. But, like, he, 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 he. I mean, he's not bad. He belongs on a bench, man. If he has to be your starter, that's not bad. But I wouldn't – I don't think you have to start him. I think you can make some trades and upgrade. He belongs on, on, on the bench, to be honest, though. Now, I would be willing to trade you Justin Jefferson for Hayden Hurst. Um, not something that I would want to do. Stop. <laughs> um, I'm joking, guys. But, no, Justin Jefferson has potential. He could be a 1,000-yard receiver this year. Stephon Diggs is gone. So he is the wide receiver too, I'm assuming, behind uh, behind Adam Thielen. I, I would assume. I'd be pretty shocked if he wasn't. So I'm expecting big things from, from JJ. Now, I'm not going to pick a backup quarterback personally. There's a couple on here that look interesting, but I think uh, I'm going to hold off. We'll see what happens. It depends. If my rookie... Sorry, I'm going to give you a couple tips here, okay? I cannot take all of these wide receivers, obviously. So, I might go Pittman Jr., but I would highly suggest you to go with somebody like Mike Williams, Jalen Raker, Perryman, Daikyu Harry. Promise is I need a kicker. As, oh, as the last pick. Oh, Which, man. there's no kicker left. Let me look. I could help you. I already got a kicker, so I don't really care. Yeah, so... Yeah. Young, <laughs> Young Hoku is... Uh, he would probably be my pick. It would be between him and maybe Zane Gonzalez. I, I don't know if Zane Gonzalez did good last year, but they have a new offense... They'll be down in the red zone a lot this year, I think. So maybe he'll get more opportunities than he did last year. Zane Gonzalez could be a, a good pick here, I think. Oh, man. So Serez, unfortunately, by him taking two tight ends, it kind of makes him lack, lack in depth. I think I would have rather had just one tight end and then be able to get like a high-potential rookie wide receiver. He is unable to do that this year, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah. Hey, I mean, stress, stress drafted good teams, though, though. So it's not horrible. 
So, Suraz, after the draft, do you have any plans of trying to trade for a, a better wide receiver, like upgrading? Yes, I have plans to to trade. Uh, probably my third best RB, right. and Hayden Hurst for for like a top wide receiver. What like a. DJ Moore. Yeah, like, like, like a DJ Moore, really type guy. No, I would highly suggest you do that. Um, you, there's a guy you trade with really well, Tyler, right? So, let me look at Tyler's team. Maybe you could trade with him off the bat. Let's see if he needs any anybody. He doesn't, actually. You're out of luck. Oh, he does. He needs a tight end. I'm not a huge fan of Gronkowski. Maybe he is. <laughs> Gronkowski. Maybe, maybe you could convince. See, Gronkowski, let me tell you all what's going to happen. Gronkowski is going to get injured week five, may, might retire, and then go back to the WWE. Okay. So, I don't trust Gronkowski. Okay. Gronkowski could be back in the WWE by week five, compete for the – 24-7 championship. <laughs> like he did back in WrestleMania. Yeah, exactly. So then then you just have a, a WWE superstar as your tight end, right? So maybe, maybe you could do that. Although he does have Jonas Smith, so I don't know. Who knows? Now, I'm up next. Um, Nikhil Harry went. So uh, I don't know who... There's a quarterback that I really want here, guys. Quarterback that I really, really want here. But I think I'm going to go... Hmm. I think I'm going to go and stick with my plan, which is Michael Pittman. Tough choice, tough choice. Don't you guys love having the issue of having too many good sleepers and you don't know where to choose from? Always a good problem to have, let me tell you. Let me tell you. Um, I named my team the Dallas Cowboys because I literally had every single Cowboy on my team. I'm going to have to change that immediately because I do not like the Cowboys. That's that's super disrespectful. No offense to Cowboys fans. But, yeah. You know what? I'm eyeing a kicker that fantasy experts are recommending me to pick up. Oh, you didn't take a kicker. Who'd you go with? I'm about to take Chris... Boswell. Who did you go with your next, your last pick? I think the Minnesota defense. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm kind of stuck in the middle here. Do I go Jalen Raker? Do I go Pittman Jr.? Tough, tough choice. Tough, tough choice. There's also a quarterback that I can go with here. Mm, tough, 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 tough. Um, let me see. Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson and the quarterback I was looking at have the same bye week, so that helps my decision. I'm going with Michael Pittman Jr. Yep. There we go. Oh, man. I just noticed there's somebody else that I could have went with. Two. I don't know. I like my team so far. 
So after the draft, what do you say that we review each other's teams one by one and give an unbiased opinion? I'll actually start on yours right now. I'll start on yours right now. If you guys could have seen our screens, we're not screen recording, but we would do an entire review. But for now, we're just going to do our teams. Um, that, that would make sense. So I'm going to review Surez's team right now. His quarterback, Daniel Jones, a little bit risky. The Giants have a tough schedule, but I like it. He has tons of potential. He could be the breakout quarterback of the year. I mean, there's one every year, basically. There's a quarterback that breaks out every year. He could be that. Um, for his wide receivers, he has Godwin, DJ Shark, and Sterling Shepard. Good wide receivers. I'm not a huge fan of Shepard, but he saved himself by having Godwin and Chark. I think that's a good combo. He also has Barkley and Jones. I think that's a good combo, especially Barkley. Jones, a little risky because maybe they turn into a committee. You never know. Um, he has Ertz, top four tight end, top three in my opinion. So that's amazing. And he has Jonathan Taylor as flex. Jonathan Taylor plays how people expect him to at a certain point in this season. Therese has a, a league-winning team. And he has uh, on his bench David Montgomery and DeAndre Swift. Having David Montgomery on your bench is pretty OP, I must say. Um, I mean, that's great. He has Matt Breida and Marlon Mack on his bench too. Matt Breida is probably his worst, worst pick for sure. Marlon Mack is necessary for his handcuff. And then he finished it off with Hayden Hurst and Tony Pollard. I don't really like the Tony Pollard pick because he doesn't have Zeke. I don't think Zeke's an injury-prone running back. So that's just kind of like a shot in the dark. But yeah, I would overall, out of 10, I would give Suarez's team an 8. I think he made... Two mistakes. I think instead of drafting two, instead of drafting like Ertz, maybe he could have went with like oh, uh, wide receiver three, which would have been better than having to start Sterling Shepard. But yeah, eight out of ten for me on Suarez's team. I'm actually pretty impressed. Suarez did not choke it. He showed up and did good. I'm pleased with the draft too because he didn't snipe me. To he be honest. Me. Yeah. I feel like I, I, I choked a lot, mainly because I kept getting snipe a pick or two before I was able to pick. So so for you to say that I have an 8 out of 10 team is good because I value your opinion and I, and I feel like I could have done a lot better. So, so at least it, 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 it wasn't that bad. Let's just say you don't draft like the Packers do, okay? The Packers if anybody knows, had the worst draft in probably the last 10 years. Serez did not choke like they did in real life. Um, I think he made two mistakes, but that's not enough to like give him a bad grade. I don't even think that his second mistake, taking two good tight ends, I don't think that was a horrible mistake. His only bad one was realistically Matt Breida. But who knows? Maybe Matt Breida has a decent season. I mean, he's capable of it. I think he's more talented than Jordan Howard. 
So maybe that somehow accidentally works out for you. But yeah, I think Serez, for somebody that didn't really mock draft that much this year, you ended up with actually a pretty good team. If I had your team, I wouldn't be too mad about it. I wouldn't at all. But look, oh man. I think me and Serez are, are both pretty happy with how our teams turned out. Um, I am. Have you taken a look at my team? I think my team is super dangerous. I wouldn't want to face it. Yeah, your team is. Ooh, that's tough. The, that, oh. the, the first word that comes to mind when I describe this team is tough. He's got Deshaun Watson, who is somebody that I felt like he, he sniped off me because I didn't pick up a Lamar Jackson or. Mahomes. Or uh, Patrick Mahomes right. because I was looking at the, the, the Sean Watson the entire time. Yeah. Like a sleeper pick. Oh, so that was, that was your strategy. You weren't going to take a quarterback earlier. You're going to try to get Watson in the middle rounds and I sniped you. Yes. Okay. Can you go with it? I was shocked about. Because yeah, I, really? like, I feel like that potentially was maybe a little bit high for him. But that's a good pick, still. Galladay, in my eyes. So anybody that doesn't know, I took Galladay in the third. I think that's great. I don't think he's not going to come back to me in the fourth. You know, I think the low, the high, the highest he probably would have fell would probably have been like the mid third. So I picked him about where he should go. No, AJ Brown has tons of potential. So for so for a wide receiver two, that's good. Now I, I I personally prefer DJ Chark, but that's a wait and see. It's a toss up. So I think that Brown is a bigger play wide receiver, but I think Chark might get more volume. So it's it's depending on who you like more. They're pretty even. Now Robert Woods for a wide receiver three is certainly safe and and in my opinion a great option that's a great choice so i haven't looked at everybody's teams i would predict that robert woods is probably better than a lot of the teams in here's wide receiver two so for him to be my wide receiver three is amazing happy about that for sure oh man alvin kamara of course at the fourth pick that's a no-brainer yeah top four Austin Eckler, that's also a no-brainer because now that Melvin Gordon is off the team, Eckler has the potential to produce how he was in the early season of the previous fantasy year. Yeah, so let me cut you off really quick. For all the morons that hate Austin Eckler, okay, let me tell you guys something. Austin Eckler, when Melvin Gordon was out, for like the first four weeks, five weeks, was a top three running back, right? He actually had more touchdowns in those weeks without Gordon than he did for the rest of the season when Gordon came back. So Eckler, you know, we have Hoodie Mello. We have, uh, who else is overpowered? Game one, Orlando Magic. And we also have Melvin gordon list, Austin Eckler. Add him to the list. Austin Eckler, when Melvin Gordon is not around, is on another level. In my opinion, I'm actually surprised that 
he's not a top 10 pick in all formats on all uh, drafting apps because he should, in my opinion. So for me to get him at the end of the second, I love it. I love it. I was hoping that he would fall to me, and he did. So I actually couldn't be happy with that pick. Uh, don't forget to mention, too, I got my handcuff for Alvin Kamara. So if Alvin Kamara happens to get injured, I'm secure with uh, Latavius Murray. So I did not wait like these other morons in the draft. We had two people in the draft that did not take Tony Pollard or Alexander Madison. Huge mistakes. I did not make that same mistake. I got my handcuff. Um, so, yeah, keep going with my tight end and the rest of the team. I don't know much about Mike Kaseski. Yeah. <laughs> Let me cut you. This guy said Mike Jusecki. But yeah, Mike Jusecki, um, or as Therese would call him, Mike Jusecki, is a sleeper tight end. Um, he's not like secure or like a for sure good tight end. It's kind of like a shot in the dark, really. I mean, I guess you could say the same thing about Hurst, who I was going to pick before. So, But, yeah, I mean, Jusecki could definitely pop off this year. I think he's probably going to be the number two target in Miami. It's between him and Preston Williams. So I'm not, like, the biggest fan of it. But considering I went late tight end, to end up with Mike Jusecki is really good, in my opinion. Now carry on with my flex. Your flex, I don't like looking at it because if I if I didn't pick Hurts, I would have definitely picked Hunt. Yeah, I, I feel like he's he's gonna give you tons of fantasy points. Yeah, now let me talk about Cream Hunt, or as I like to call him, Cream Punt. Uh, everybody knows this guy is super risky. He has a long history of like bad decisions. I think he got arrested for a DUI sometime this year or last year. Obviously, there was that one video of him kicking a girl, which is why I call him Cream Punt. So he make he makes some bad decisions, right? But on the field, he's amazing. Um, if Chubb were to go down for any reason, he's automatically a top five running back. And even with Chubb there, he's going to have a receiving role on the team. So I like it as my flex. Can't go wrong, in my opinion. Now... You don't have to talk about the kickers or defenses. I don't think anybody really cares about those. Cam Akers, somebody that that you definitely snacked off me because I I was looking at him for a while. Right. And when he picked him, I was like, no, you sob. Oh man. So let me get into this. Right. Apparently, I sniped Serez so much this year, which I love. Um, considering he says that I sniped him that much. I didn't realize that I sniped him that much when we were actually drafting, so I'm happy about that, considering he did the same thing to me last year. I was super heated. Like, I almost had an aneurysm last year. I was I was heated. I was super heated. Um, let's move on to uh, Dobbins, though. Was he somebody you're eyeing? J.K. Dobbins. Yeah. He was definitely someone that, that I was eyeing, but he, but he was somebody that I didn't know anything about. And I ended up passing him up. Yeah, so having Dobbins on my bench, I think is kind of OP. Um, 
Dobbins is somebody that, again, if Mark Ingram went down, that's a league winner right there. In my opinion, if he gets a start, he's the best running back uh, as far as rookie goes, rookies go. If he was given the same opportunity as a CEH, I think I would like him more than CEH personally. So I'm happy about that. Now talk about my three bench wide receivers, uh, Deontay Johnson, Justin Jefferson, and Michael Pittman. What are your thoughts on those? Johnson was somebody that I was eyeing, but but I didn't know much about. Therefore, I didn't really take the opportunity to take him. Right. Latavius Murray, that's your handcuff. Yeah. So so there's not much that has to be said about that one. That was a necessity that needed to happen. Uh, Jefferson. Wow. Yeah. That's kind of ironic. I was looking at some players, including Justin Jefferson, when when I was up, and mm-hmm. and it auto drafted me the Minnesota Vikings defense, which is the same team that Jefferson plays on. So if you didn't auto draft them, would I would take taken Jefferson. Yes. Oh my God. Even with me trying to troll you in order to not take him, you weren't buying anything I was saying? No. Really? I, I was not paying attention to the draft who was next. If I knew I was, I was, I was up next, boom. What is taking him? Really? No. Wait, so what you're saying is you weren't even looking at the screen? No. Oh, man, huge mistake. Yeah. Jesus. Now, so was that the defense that you were looking at the most? It was that or Seattle because you you snipe my Chicago defense. Yeah, I mean they just got Jamal Adams, and um, I mean Seattle's defense this year is just on paper kind of stacked. If they get back, um, if they somehow get back to David and Clowney for their defensive line, that would just be. OP maybe. Oh my goodness. So, yeah, I didn't realize that you weren't going to. Were you even going to pick a defense that round? Chicago. Oh okay. Well, I sniped you, so. Bro, you sniped me like six times. Yeah. How'd it happen? Honestly, I feel like my team would have been like a ten out of ten if you if if you guys didn't snipe me so much. So luckily, I was picking. Most of the time before Serez, because, you know, after hearing what happened after the draft, it sounds to me like he was trying to snipe me. So I would have probably been pissed just like I was last year. I mean, oh, my goodness. I'm happy about that. Uh, also, on a slight, I said we weren't going to talk about kickers and defenses, but I finally got Justin Tucker in a money league. I never get a good kicker in the money leagues. I always have to uh, stream them, which I hate doing because it's, like, unpredictable. So I don't have to stream anymore. I have Justin Tucker, secure kicker, unless he gets hurt. I always found it weird how kickers get hurt. 
no offense to any kickers out there, but it's like, bro, you guys have no contact with players. All you have to do is kick the ball. How are you guys getting hurt? Like, ridiculous. So, barring injury to Justin Tucker, I no longer have to annoyingly stream kickers this year, hopefully. Um, um, Michael Pittman, I, I, I don't know much about either. Because my main sport is basketball. Yes. Which, by the way, for everybody out there, we will most likely be doing the same thing for our fantasy basketball draft and whatever that is. Um, which I think we're more even on. When it comes to fantasy basketball, me and Serez are pretty much on the same knowledge level. When it comes to fantasy football, I have more knowledge than him, but he's not like a complete amateur noob or anything you know he knows what he's doing for the most part um hmm, interesting and we will also be doing a live stream for our fantasy xfl league um i'm joking by the way (laughs) (laughs) imagine there's no way that happens although i i heard that the xfl was actually pretty fun last year i heard i didn't watch too much of it i heard it was fun last year so maybe if we're completely bored, that could be something that happens. Who knows? But, uh, I mean, bro, there's so many fantasy leagues coming out lately that are weird. I didn't know that there was going to be a fantasy XFL last year. Sleeper, which is a fantasy app, they just released uh, a fantasy, uh, well, what is it? League of Legends. I don't know how that would work, but they released a fantasy League of Legends. You could do one of those. So I don't know what's next. Fantasy ping pong, fantasy golf. I don't know what the hell's going on here. <laughs> but there's there's a fantasy for literally everything. Um so yeah. Um now, Serez, you are you doing another uh fantasy football league this year? Yes, I am. I'm doing a Yahoo Pro fantasy, which is only gonna be like a twenty dollar buy-in. Yeah. Uh, I will be I'll be re- recording it and posting my live reaction to to the entire draft on my YouTube, which is Serez three six five. Right. Um. And luckily for Serez, so yesterday I was not going to help him. He was planning on doing the league yesterday, and I was not going to help him because I'm like, bro, I just can't give you all of my sleeper picks and all of that when we're going to draft in the same league the very next day luckily we've done our draft already so when Serez does his money league or whatnot I'm able to help him out um maybe I think he was planning on doing a solo uh podcast or or whatnot or no you're doing on your other channel right not this one I'm doing it for for YouTube this is going directly to all podcast networks though that we can possibly get okay, our right. hands on, which which could potentially be Spotify, Google, Apple. Right. Okay. Good. So yeah. Anyways, Serez looked out. I'm gonna be helping him now. He doesn't have to uh, go in all alone. I could actually give him some tips. I mean, yeah. if you didn't snipe me, I would have had the ten out of ten team. Okay, well, to be honest, I had other – keep in mind, I had more than – like, if you stipe me, I had other players to back up, right? I came in super prepared this year. 
Because I came in planning on getting sniped. Last year, I did not plan on getting sniped, so it kind of screwed me over. Although I still won. I still won the league last year, even though I did get sniped. But, um, yeah, I came in this year well-prepared, just in case that happened, and it worked out. I got pretty much everybody I wanted. I think, realistically, I only got sniped one time, which was Hayden Hurst. I was shocked. I mean, if me and Shreds were drafting in the same room, I probably would hit him with, like, an RKO or something. Like, that's the only one that actually pissed me off was him taking Hayden Hurst from me. But for the most part, it went it went as good as I thought it would. Um, yeah, I'm not I'm not too mad about it. Would you say that I gave you an eight out of ten? How would you grade yourself? Are you a little harder on yourself, or do you me? Grade? No. I give myself about a five. Really? Yeah. A five? Yeah. I don't know about that. I mean, you got good running backs. You got a good flex. I, I don't think I could give you a 5 out of 10 when you have David Montgomery on your bench. Because keep in mind, David Montgomery was somebody that I was like, oh, man, hopefully I can get, like, David Montgomery on my flex or something. You have him on your bench, okay? So, I don't know. I think Shred is a little hard on himself. Um, I could give you about a nine and a half. Yeah, I think my team would have been a 10, possibly, if I got Hayden Hurst. Man, I think Hayden Hurst could really – I'm high on Hayden Hurst. I'm kind of jealous that you uh, sniped him from me. But you're looking to trade him anyways, right? Yeah. I would offer you to trade, but I want to keep my team how it is as of now. I mean, yeah, my team is pretty perfect. And my idea is, is to sell high on everybody that I don't want. That I, okay. that I don't fully so believe who's in. Like, so who's like some players that you have that you're just like, oh man, I can't. Why do I have this guy? Um. Okay. So I'll go down the list. Daniel Jones. Really? Oh man. I was about to say leave some comments about how Serez is wrong, but I don't think there's a comment section. So I'll just go off on him. For everybody that's probably freaking out right now. Daniel Jones is not a bad pick, my guy. Daniel Jones, everybody knows. Every year, there's a a quarterback that breaks out. It happens every year. Last year, it was Lamar. The year before that, it was Mahomes. In 2017, I forgot. Who was 2017? I don't remember. This year, though, it could be Daniel Jones. He's leading the way, possibly. As the uh, It's either him. Or Josh Allen, I guess. But the thing is, Josh Allen has horrible accuracy, right? Horrible accuracy. I think Jones is a better passer than him. So considering you went quarterback late, I think that was a good pick. I think you're just a little hard on yourself because you missed out on on Deshaun Watson. Um, Possibly. Yeah. I, I could definitely see that being the case. I was not paying attention to quarterbacks when I took Deshaun Watson. Like, I was, like, daydreaming, I guess. I had no idea that Wilson and Prescott and Kyler Murray were all off the board already. So I'm like, oh, wow, I got to go Watson here before he gets taken. Like, this is, like, the last elite quarterback. Like, you could argue Drew is also in that category, I guess. But, like, to me, Watson was the last elite quarterback left that I would have been happy with. 
So I'm like, I gotta go watch him. There's no choice. Um, now, weirdly enough, I was thinking about going hunt and then coming back and getting Watson. Somehow it worked out that I was able to get Watson and then come back and get Hunt. So, I mean, luckily I made the right decision because if I did the other way around, Suraz would have stole my pick, Deshaun Watson. Oh, my gosh. That would have been horrible. But, um, so... Somebody Somebody that, like... I want to use as trade bait to potentially get get an RB1 is Aaron Jones. Really? Yeah. Aaron Jones. Are you, Is it because you don't mind having, like, Montgomery as your RB2 or something? No, that's not the case. So why, why do you feel safe with doing that then? Because I feel like um, I could do like an Aaron Jones and a Zach Hurts. Bro, what if you did Aaron Jones and Zach Hurts for like, I don't know. Hmm. Who would be, who would be good enough? I, I was, I don't know who you could, maybe Derrick Henry? Yeah, like Derrick Henry. Yeah. Let's let's try to find who has Derrick uh Henry. Let's try to oh, I'm facing Derrick Henry. The Derrick Henry guy has Austin Hooper. So he uh he might be open to that. Man. Uh and who is that? Who is that? Uh me I'm that's Ryan, I think, right? I'm not sure. That's Muhammad. No, no, that's Muhammad, yeah. Yeah, so you could try it. Now, this, the guy that has Derrick Henry last year was nearly impossible to trade with. He legitimately made, legitimately made like one trade, I think, the whole year. So good luck with that. Now, for whatever reason, I'm looking at my team here. They have Kareem Hunt only averaging eight points. Well, basically nine points in the first week. I don't get that at all. When he returned last year, he did not have one game under 10 points. So they're definitely underrating him. Guys, if you draft on Yahoo, Yahoo does like these ridiculous draft grades, right? Yahoo does this ridiculous draft grades after you're done drafting, right? You could have like Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley, and they'll give you like a C plus, right? They do the – like – Yahoo's draft grades are just about as credible as Skip Bayless, okay? So never listen to Yahoo's draft grades after. I used to uh, look at them after every draft, right? I don't know why, but never pay attention to those. Um, Like, I have a stacked team right now. Yahoo probably gave me a a D or something like that. Who knows? I, I have no idea what they're thinking. Um, I'd also advise you guys... Not to look too much into, um, like, fantasy experts. Like, you can watch some fantasy experts in order to, like, gain, like, uh, an overall opinion. But never just, like, always have your own opinion, right? Because every expert has their, their own thoughts and opinions, you know. It's like, 
what's that saying? Opinions are like a-holes. Everybody has one. So I'd say form your own opinion. Like, I would not say that I'm the best draft in the world. Well, maybe I'm up there. Who knows? But I form my own opinion, right? Like, some of the top experts in the industry, some of the most popular experts in the industry, they say things that I don't agree with. I'm not going to name any names, but I was watching an expert, I believe, two days ago, and he was saying that he wouldn't think that saying Hollywood Brown is better than uh, DJ Moore is ridiculous. Like, he actually thinks that Hollywood Brown might be better than DJ Moore. And I'm just like, how do you think that? Like, DJ Moore is guaranteed probably 80 to 90 receptions. Hollywood Brown is not. So, like, there's numerous instances where they just say ridiculous things, right? All these experts say ridiculous things so that when they're right, they just look like geniuses, right? But it's, it's just like Skip Bayless to me. All these analysts are like Skip Bayless. They just make ridiculous uh, opinions. But you know what? I'm, I'm done going on a rant on these, on these experts and whatnot. Because guess what? I used to follow these guys last year. I did not follow them this year. And I think I ended up with a better team. I don't know. Ask Srez. Srez, how would you say that my draft this year compares to last year? Um, I feel like this year you don't really need to make many trades, if any. Yeah. Like when last year you went for a lot of trades. Yeah, I mean it had to be done. Like I was not prepared at all last year. Um luckily I think my only weak weak spot is my tight end. But I don't think Jaseki's horrible. Like he could totally ball out this year. But look, your draft's not always gonna go perfect. You know, you'll have some people that will draft two tight ends and snipe you, not to name any names. So it doesn't always go your way. But, You've snapped um, like six times. <laughs> to be honest, though, you didn't really tell me. It wasn't like, oh, bro, I'm going Cam Akers next. And then whoop, I go Cam Akers. It was kind of just like a coincidence. You actually sniped me. I was like, yo, I'm going Hurst next. It's happening. Like, nobody's stopping me. And then. <laughs> I was like, the hell you ain't. I was literally looking at chat, and it was like, Hayden Hurst selected. I'm like, whoa, who took him? And it was like, Serez. I'm like, oh, my God. You have Zach Ertz. Are you kidding me? Like, Jesus. Like, bro, I almost felt like. You're annoying the heck out of me. But I snapped my players. So, bro, like, oh, we were... okay. Let me get one up on you. If we were in the same room, I probably would have power bobbed you through a table, WWE style. It would have happened. Hurst is my, like, he's got to be my top three sleeper of the year, to be honest. Um, I could have went Higby, too. Guys, Higby fell. I might regret not taking him, but uh, I really don't want to have two people on the same team. So that's really my own excuse, only excuse. Although you could argue that he would probably have been a better pick than the second, but still, I mean, it is what it is. You never know what's going to happen. Um. By the way, a funny story that happened today. So it randomized. I was on the phone with Serez. I didn't know that it, it had randomized. And Serez is sitting here telling me, oh, man, you got the top three pick. You, you got the third pick, to be exact. 
I'm like, oh, nice. I get Zeke. Zeke's like the safest pick that you could have, arguably. So I'm super happy about that, you know. And then I checked the draft with like five minutes left, and I'm like the fourth pick. I'm like, oh, my God. So this guy lied to me and told me I'm the third pick just to find out that I'm the fourth pick. No offense to all the Alvin Kamara owners out there. I still like Kamara, but not as much as Zeke. I think Zeke's more safe. I think most people would agree with that. So I don't know if Suarez did that on purpose or if he's just – did you do that on purpose? I mean, we already drafted. Did you tell me that I was the third pick no, on purpose? I actually made a mistake. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so I was I was, I was, was a little, little heated when I saw that because – a little backstory. I drafted Kamara last year, second, I believe. And uh, let's just say that didn't work out. He did not work out at all. I had to trade him somehow. I don't remember what I did with him. I ended up having Zeke, Ezekiel Elliott, by the end of the season, though, as my RB1. So I don't know how all these trades played out. I kind of forgot. But I had Kamara last year. He screwed me over, kind of. So I was not, I'm not. I'm not such a Kamara believer. But look, if Kamara bounces back and plays like he did in 2018, I'm I'm happy. I'm super happy. And I got Kamara, I mean, uh, I got Murray, Latavius Murray. So even if he gets injured, it doesn't matter. When when Kamara was out last year, I believe he had, uh, Murray had two 30-point games, I believe. So he's... He's a, a top 10 RB, top 5 RB when, uh, whenever Kamara's out. Hopefully he's not out this year, I hope. But, yeah, uh, I think that, that might end it, unless you uh, had any other topics you wanted to run by. Um, this podcast is mainly going to be focused on sports. Yeah. But... There, it won't just be sports. Like it'll be like a whole broad yeah, like, of question and answers, and then going to stories potentially. Yeah, it could be personal, etc. It could be personal stuff. It could be topics that are going on around the world. That's why we called it the podcast about nothing, guys. It's not necessarily a podcast about nothing. It just kind of means like. We're not going into this podcast, every podcast, uh, with like a certain topic, right? It's just like whatever we're thinking about, whatever we want to talk about, we're going to talk about. So like, let's say we're not just going to come in and be like, oh, let's talk about the Lakers and Houston Rockets matchup, you know? Like we're just going to go kind of wherever we want to with it. So that's, that's the story behind the name. I thought it was pretty creative. We were just sitting down. We couldn't really come up with a name. So I was just like, what if we call it like the podcast about nothing? Kind of like a Seinfeld um, tribute to Seinfeld, I guess. I think it's a good name. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we had nothing better uh, to come up with. So I think that's a perfect name. I like it. The, the idea that I had with this podcast is kind of like, I guess, a Joe Rogan type of thing. You know, like Joe Rogan, if you listen to his podcasts, they're not really about one thing. He's kind of all over the place. Especially, I don't know if you watch Joe Rogan, but he had Post Malone on like a couple weeks ago. And it was hilarious. 
these guys took shrooms before the podcast, which is a drug. They took shrooms, I think. And they were just all over the place. They were talking about anything and everything. Dinosaurs. I mean, anything and everything. I mean, it was, it was, it was a weird but funny podcast. So I kind of wanted, that's the idea of the podcast, kind of. So like a, a Joe Rogan thing, where it's not necessarily about one thing. It's kind of just like uh, going wherever your mind takes you. So, yeah. By the way, let me just – I was talking about the Houston Rockets and OKC matchup uh, a little while ago. How about we uh, go back and, and check out where they're at at the moment? So, oh, wow. This is crazy. The Rockets actually beat – the uh oh sorry the thunder beat the rockets so they're going to do uh game seven what an upset would that would be a huge upset right yeah that that 100 would i mean they have the same record okay so on on i mean if you just looked at the records i guess you wouldn't call it an upset however you would think that the rockets have the better team for sure they have harden one-time MVP, led the league in, in scoring the last three years. Westbrook had arguably his best season yet this year, so this would be a huge upset. Another, I guess, huge upset is Miami beat Milwaukee. Which Miami's, a, Miami's a dark horse for the uh, finals. Which is what I was about to say as well. If any team is going to beat the Bucks. I 100% seeing it be Miami because their depth led by Jimmy Butler, who has arguably top five mental, like a top five, like mama mentality type. Yeah, Jimmy Butler is a throwback old school type player. Yeah. He's not with the bull crap, okay? And I think he proved that in Minnesota. He's all about winning. Jimmy Butler can come off as an a-hole sometimes, but I think some of the things he does is actually good, right? He wants to win. He's kind of like um, – he kind of reminds me of Michael Jordan, right? Everybody thought Jordan was an a-hole, which he might have been. But Jordan was serious. He was about winning, right? When he came to work, he came to work. So Jimmy Butler reminds me of Michael Jordan a little bit. Obviously, not skill-wise. I know how Jordan fans are. Like, oh, he's not Michael Jordan. Jordan's way better. But, um, yeah, wow. And don't forget, they have Bam Adebayo. Bam Adebayo is a great defensive player. He could definitely guard Giannis, kind of. I don't know how Giannis did today, but I'm assuming he could guard Giannis decently. Oh, man. Bro, name a team that is the worst. Why does Milwaukee always struggle? In the first game, right? Doesn't it always seem like Milwaukee loses the first game? It always happens. This this is what happens, people. Miami, uh, sorry, Milwaukee loses the first game. People freak out. Oh, man, Milwaukee's getting swept. Uh, Giannis is a choke artist in the playoffs. And they end up winning like four in a row. Now, I don't think that's going to happen against Miami. But never count out the Bucks just off of the first game, okay? Never. I don't know. I don't know who's worse in the playoffs. 
Milwaukee during game one or playoff P? I don't know. It's pretty close. I think I think game one Milwaukee is pretty bad. Yeah. I don't know. Paul George is looking horrible. He's looking like Devontae Graham going five for 17 every game. No offense to any Devontae Graham fans out there. But, uh, oh, man. By the way, do you still have the same prediction? Do you think it's going to be the Lakers and and um, the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals, right? Yes. Now, me, I don't know. I think the Lakers will probably make it, especially if they get – I think Houston's a bad matchup, right? Like, maybe they could outscore the Lakers, but, like, bro, P.J. Tucker, how is he going to out-rebound JaVale McGee, Dwight Howard, and Anthony Davis? How? That's the thing. Like, I I don't agree with what the Rockets were trying to pull with the no-center lineup. Oh. If If you're going to do that, at least have – a big man that can stretch the floor with you, for you, that's like seven foot tall, you know. Right. And and he can shoot threes decently. I forgot. I don't. This is really bad. Who did Clint Capella get traded to? I completely forgot. The Atlanta Hawks. Oh, okay. Who did he get traded for? Atlanta Hawks. It it was like a three way trade type deal. Oh yeah, then the Rockets got Popco, right. Yeah, which honestly, Robco is a hundred percent a better player than than Capella. You think? I don't know about that. I feel like the the, the defensively, yes. Yeah, maybe, but don't you think that Capella could help them win more? Maybe. I think. I think if if they face the Lakers, Lakers are like the big. They they have what two seven foot centers, right? I think Capella. You would need a Capella against the Lakers, wouldn't you? Like I mean, how, yeah. I guess you their plan honestly is just, like, just need any tall center. <laughs> I, I guess their plan is just like, hey, we're not going to out-rebound you, but we could outscore you. Yeah. Right? So, I don't know. But even if OKC advantage, do we expect Steven Adams to be able to handle that type of load? I don't know. I don't really look at Steven Adams as like an elite Said you could argue. I mean, he's better than Javel McGee and Dwight Howard, right? At this point in their careers, am I wrong in that? I mean, Stephen Adams is not like some flashy center. Like, oh man. I mean, I would definitely rather have Stephen Adams. I would too. Um, but then you got Davis. I mean, Davis absolutely owned the Trailblazers, other than Game One. Like. The Trailblazers have – let me just explain to you guys why I view it like this. The Trailblazers have Whiteside, uh, Nurkic. Actually, that's only – that's all they have, Whiteside and Nurkic. Right, Whiteside's known for rebounding. So is Nurkic. And they were getting owned on 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 rebounding by the Lakers. They were, they were getting owned – uh, by second uh, chance points. I think the Lakers actually lead the league in second chance points. I'm not sure about that, but I think that's a bad matchup for the, the Rockets. 
I really do. Although I would be cheering for the Rockets. I want actually what I I want to see the Lakers versus the Clippers because everybody everybody's like yeah man LeBron's better right the Lakers are better than the Clippers I'm not seeing it I think Kawhi at this point in both of their careers is better than LeBron that's just how I see it I would rather have Kawhi right now that's personally my opinion and I think the Clippers are better I think the Clippers have more depth like, Danny Green's not good. Um, Caldwell Pope is not good. Um, so, I just think that the Clippers, if I were to have to predict, I think they beat the Lakers 4-2. I think it goes six games. I think Kawhi outperforms LeBron. And I think it's going to probably be the Clippers versus the Bucks in the finals. With the dark horse... With the dark horse being uh, the Heat. The Heat are built to beat them. The Heat are built to beat them. But, yeah, guys, um, I think we're going to call it a night for this podcast. I think it was a good first podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed us mock drafting. Yeah, and uh, and, and look out for a lot more episodes to air within the weeks and the upcoming months. Yeah, definitely. This is, uh, what is this, a weekly podcast? Yes. Okay, yeah. So expect this at least every week for the most part. Um, But yeah, peace out, guys. Yes, for now, I bid you all adieu.